Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Phillies today as we come off a Phillies victory. And the Phillies are back at 500 finally. How about it? As the Phillies get the win last night against the Washington Nationals, they have own the Nationals so far as the Phillies win 8-6. to six. Got a little scary at the end. The Brandon Workman experience has been a roller coaster to say the least. But the Phillies get back to 500 with the win at 15-15. and 15. A lot to get into. We'll, of course, dive into the game. Some action prior to the game, though. Some roster moves, a trade, all kinds of stuff. We already know, of course, the Phillies made the trade for Brandon Workman and Heath Hembry and then the separate trade for David Hale. Neither of which have paid much dividends so far. Uh, granted, you know, I guess those guys have gotten more outs than maybe the other ones would have. Um, but, uh, you know, last night was not a great night for the trades. But the Phillies make another move yesterday, trading for David Phelps uh, from Milwaukee, trading three prospects to be named later. David Phelps is a really good reliever, uh, really nice pitcher, very effective against right-handed hitters especially is someone who can go multiple innings if needed. I mean, the way things are shaking out, he might have to come out and be the closer. Um, but he's been really good in Milwaukee, and uh, I think he certainly makes the team better. Who knows how much we gave up for him? Uh, we'll find out. But ultimately, um, he certainly makes the team better. As, you know, the Phillies look. Um, the bullpen is still not great, as we saw last night, and, and not even good. But it's definitely better than it was. I mean... Brandon Workman, Heath Embry, David Hale are better than Cole Irvin, Austin Davis, and pick your third, Ramon Rosso, or whoever, Reggie McLean, who got designated for assignment, any of these guys. Um, maybe not much better, but better. If Hector Neris uh, can regain some semblance of his former form, he's had a couple good outings in a row, um, that would be big. JoJo Romero, who we saw last night, we'll get into when we go through the game, but he looks legit, man. JoJo was great again last night. He has some pretty nasty stuff. He could be a surprise big-time contributor. We haven't really seen him pitch in high-leverage situations, and it seems like Girardi is hesitant to use him against tough right-handed hitters, but um, JoJo's been really good, and that uh, that's a big addition. And David Phelps, again, is, is going to make the team better. Um, and Ranger Suarez back. He was activated last night. Did not pitch, but activated along with Jay Bruce, who we'll get to at a really nice game last night, his first game back. Scott Kingery sends the IL with a back issue. Look, I, 
I don't know how bad the back issue is. I hope Scott's okay, but I, I think certainly can use some time off. Has uh, obviously been struggling immensely. Had the walk off homer over the weekend, but in general has has really been a, uh, a, a as we know a massive disappointment. And really the only person the lineup hasn't been hitting um, as the team. Uh, has been just so hot offensively, and Scott Kingery has been a huge hole in the lineup. Um, the versatility has helped with positional versatility and all that, but um, him on the IL, you know, certainly not the worst-case scenario for the team. Um, it could have been if Kingery were playing at a higher level, but, you know, you hope you get Kingery back soon, and hopefully maybe to stay on the IL kind of um, give him a chance to rest and, and get back to the form he needs to be in. Um, ultimately... Again, the main point, after the trades made, the Phillies um, are better in the bullpen. Again, I still think it's a, a real question mark, and there's not anyone at the moment you feel amazing about, but I, I think you certainly feel better about the pen. They, they made it better. Um, again, I, I still am not going to say that they made good trades. Um, as you know, I did not like the Workman-Hembry trade in the moment. It felt like a trade where they gave up too much for a minor upgrade um, in a weird variance-laden season, no less. Um, and look, we don't know what they gave up for Phelps, but uh, I do like Phelps the pitcher, so that is that is good. You know, we'll see. Uh, but it certainly seems like they gave up a lot of future capital to really try and make the playoffs this year. And look, I get it. We haven't made the playoffs in a long time here in this city, but it also doesn't feel quite as special as a 162-game season. But look, it is what it is, and we're embracing it. The Phillies are now halfway through the season, by the way. If they end up playing 60 games, they could be more than halfway through. But at 15 and 15, obviously halfway to 60 there, having played 30 games. As um, Look, they've been playing good baseball lately, and, and there's reason to be excited and, and embrace this season. I've already said and still on record and still believe that it is an asterisk win for whoever wins this. It is an asterisk season. It is not a uh, you know classic Major League Baseball season, but you know you want to win it. You're you're playing it. We're watching these games. They matter. The the team showing a sense of urgency, which we've called for, which we've asked for. Um, so you know, it's uh it's kind of a weird thing uh, where you really want to make the playoffs. You really want to win it all, but it doesn't feel quite the same as it would in a normal year. But regardless. Um, an achievement to make the playoffs anytime you can make the playoffs. And, and this team, you, know, you want to see them get there. But it does feel like you know they're really going all in, which is interesting because it did seem like there were a lot of teams in the National League particularly, but across baseball, really made moves who you know really were buyers. We'll get into some of the other moves a little bit later after we talk about the game last night. But um, the Phillies actually making less moves but did address their biggest need, obviously, adding four bullpen pitchers. Which, again, even if uh, they are having success at varying rates um, or not much success or, or, you know, limited success, um, they're still better than the guys we talked about before, the guys who were actual massive, massive dead, who are major league pitchers. The, you know, dare I say Nick Pavetta's along with the Cole Irvins and the, all these other guys. So um, they're better. All right, last night, uh, big win. Uh, it was really nice to see them bounce back after the, um, you know, they, they win five in a row, as we talked about, for the first time since 2018, which is still astounding when you think about it. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you, you win five in a row by accident sometimes. Um, not the Phillies. Uh, but they get to five in a row, and then, of course, they, they lose that game on Sunday night, but still a, a thrilling 
attempt at coming back from that 10 nothing deficit falls short 12-10 but showed a lot of chutzpah really fought it was an impressive loss if there is such a thing and it was really nice to see them come back last night after that loss and and take it to the nationals and it got a little closer because this bullpen is terrifying than it should have been but ultimately the the bats got the job done they they padded the lead when they need to um you know spencer howard will get to him at a, a nice outing um, and look, Tommy Hunter made it scary, but had a clean inning. Brandon Workman and Heath Embry were the ones who made it close uh, as they each give up two runs apiece. Howard, uh, certainly the best outing we've seen from him. He gets his first major league win, which is exciting for the kid. Um, look, he wasn't um, dominant. And really it was that he he seemed to tire out a bit towards the fifth inning, ends up throwing 91 pitches in five innings, uh, gives up the two runs in the uh, – in the fifth, the Juan Soto home run, a two-run shot as uh, Juan Soto had two homers in the game. He would have won in the ninth as well if Workman. Um, but, you know, you could see Howard tiring out a bit. But ultimately, you know, I think a really solid outing. And, and early on, you could really see the stuff. You know, early on, strikes out the side in the first. Um, you know, the first two innings really kind of cruising along and then ran into some trouble the next two and then ultimately gives up the two spot in the fifth. But... Really just the, the the best outing we've seen from Howard. Ultimately, five innings, two runs. It's not as many innings as you'd like to see him give, but he gets the job done. Four strikeouts, five hits, two walks, so still giving up too many base runners. Still needs to tighten it up a little bit, but ultimately a nice outing from Howard, one that you're happy to get. He gets the win, um, gives you enough. And again, JoJo Romero comes in after him and gives an inning and a third of just straight fire. Shutout, 17 pitches. Two strikeouts, no hits, no walks, just really look good. Uh, still has a zero ERA on the season. And then, for some reason, Girardi went to Heath Embry, which didn't really make a lot of sense to me, especially with Romero at only 17 pitches. If you're going to let him come out for the the next inning, you know, let him let him roll. You know, let him keep going. Ultimately, uh, it ends up being a mistake as Embry would give up home runs to Michael Taylor and Trey Turner. And uh, all of a sudden, it was 6-4 and got a little scary. A little scary there. And then... Reese Hoskins, who uh, got the scoring started. The Phillies go up early in the first. Reese Hoskins home run, another one. His now sixth on the season as he just keeps hitting home runs. And then Jay Bruce, welcome back, sir. Uh, solo shot in the second, made 2 nothing. Um, as Bruce, even with missing all that time, still his fifth home run on the season. He's been very good for the Phillies. Uh, when in the lineup is Jay Bruce with a 643 slugging percentage. That's what you want to see out of Jay Bruce. Um and then in the fourth, the Phillies busted open. Uh, Gene Segura, uh, two out, bases, excuse me, one out, bases loaded, double into the gap, drives it right into the gap in left center field. It's it's exactly the Gene Segura you want to see it. That's when you know Segura's locked in is when he's just driving baseballs and, you know, slapping them. And that's what he did here. Clears the bases, makes it from 2 nothing to 5 nothing. then um, basically ends up uh, – Scoring a run by Manu, not manufacturing it, but gets a third. Um, and then Alec Boehm sack flies him in. So it was a, no outs on the uh, the bases of double, excuse me. Um, and the Phillies are up 6 nothing after the bomb sack fly. Howard gives up the two in the fifth. Then Hembry gives up the two in the seventh. And then in the seventh, the bottom of the seventh, now it's 6-4. to four. It's a closer game. You're starting to get a little nervous. And then this was a two-out hit. As Reese Hoskins stepped to the plate with two on, two out, a double to deep left field, scores two, makes it 8-4, and you really needed those runs because Brandon Workman gave up a pair in the ninth on the Juan Soto home run. Um, 
But again, you know, the Phillies get the job done, and again, this this offense just keeps rolling. Reese Hoskins all of a sudden has a 946 OPS. 946. Hoskins two for four last night, three RBI, the home run. Um, 426 OBP, and the slugging percentage is up to 520. Shout out. We can officially say Reese Hoskins is so back. And we've talked about this a lot, talked about it yesterday, but it's just it's so exciting to see. And last night was even a better example of it when he really was was the guy who had it going. He gets the scoring started, then adds those huge insurance runs. Really, you can't underestimate how important they were when Juan Soto hits that home run the ninth. And if it's 6-4 at that point, then all of a sudden we got ourselves a tie game. And um, we talked about it yesterday again as well, but the, it's just that Reese Hoskins – when hitting just makes this lineup so much more dynamic. It's such a different lineup, and he's locked in. I mean, he's been on fire. Hottest hitter on the team for the last week, and uh, McCutcheon is hitting too. But when Hoskins is going like this, we know he gets on a tear, and, and as we, you know, that's what we talked about yesterday, but the thing with Hoskins is he's always been a hot-cold guy. You know, he'll always have a two-week stretch where he'll hit 10 homers in, you know, 13 days. And then he'll have a two-week stretch where he wanted a homer. You know, he's that kind of hitter. He always has been. But um, what was so you know nerve-wracking was that it was the whole second half of last season was one of those cold stretches. But um, it feels like he's back, and he's certainly locked in right now. He is as hot as hot could be, and it's huge. It's huge for this team, and this lineup just keeps raking. Um, again, eight more runs. Everyone's hitting. Everyone's picking other people up when they're not. Romuto and Harper have been... You know, not I don't want to say ice cold. They're still getting on base, still getting the job done. Harper over two last night, but walks two times. The OBP is at 431. But, you know, him and Romito have definitely cooled off. And everyone else is picking him up. I mean, Segura keeps hitting. Jay Bruce back in the lineup last night. Boom. Hello. Boom. Continues. You know, he's cooled off a little bit, but as is expected. Again, big hit last night. A big double last night. And the sack fly when needed, a professional hitter, a smart hitter, an opposite field double last night, opposite field sack fly. Um, they're just a really good lineup, like a legitimate lineup. One of the best lineups in baseball. Uh, that's the thing is the numbers say they're one of the best lineups in baseball, but it feels like it when you watch them. Um, you know, they're, they're legit. And the question is, can the pitching hold up? And, we know that you can feel pretty confident with Aaron Nola or Zach Wheeler taking the hill. Zach Eflin looked great in his last outing and has flashed some serious stuff this season. If he can put it together with some sort of level of consistency. Um, and if Spencer Howard can be the guy we saw last night and, and learn to go a little deeper into games and allow a little few base runners, I mean, you're 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 in play here. You know, you're not going to beat the Dodgers. I don't think anyone's beating the Dodgers. They're insane right now. And look, they're tough teams. I think, you know, a series with the Padres, who just went out and traded for everyone in Major League Baseball. Um, A.J. Preller, their, their GM, just wheeling and dealing. Gets Mike Clevenger, which was a huge move for them. I was happy he didn't go to the Braves. The Braves didn't get a starting pitcher, which is huge. I mean, they are just deficient in that spot. It's Max Fried and nobody. So that's big, um, but the Padres got much better, and the Padres were already better than the Phillies so far this year. And adding Clevenger and Aaron Nola's brother Austin, Austin Nola, they added, um, you know, they just added pieces um, and really beefed up that squad. Um, Mitch Moreland coming over, um, and look, other teams were active. 
Um, and we'll get to that in a sec. But I do think, you know, if the, it's all going to come down to this bullpen. And if this revamped bullpen can be good enough, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be great. It might not even be mediocre. But is it going to be the Achilles heel that it was earlier in the season? Look, again, if they even had just the bullpen they have now earlier in the season, they might be three, four wins better. <laughs> Seriously. And more if they'd come into the season with a real bullpen. If they had really prioritized bringing in real major league pitchers in that pen, they could be sitting pretty right now. But that's not the situation we find ourselves in. Ultimately, it's how much can this bullpen hold up? And and look, we know, again, I think when it really matters, when the playoffs come around, even if they can win a three-game series on the back of Nolan Wheeler or whatever, I mean, a seven-game series, this bullpen will get exposed. It's going to blow up at some point. But, um, you know, I think they can can take us on a little ride, potentially. You know, a little fun one. And I, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I really do. Uh, you know, the way this season is shaking out, especially with some teams like the Nationals are bad. <laughs> Nationals are not a good baseball team right now. Juan Soto, Trey Turner, and they got very little else going. Um, you know, they're not a good baseball team right now. And, and look, they're going to keep pushing, but um, they're 12 and 20. Four games behind the Phillies right now. The Mets are 15 and 20. They're not a very good baseball team right now. Um, you know, the Cincinnati Reds are 15 and 20. The Brewers are 15 and 18. Um, but again, there's still look. There's still the Cubs. There's still the Braves ahead of them. The Padres, the the Dodgers, and a lot of these teams went out and made moves. And the Marlins, the Marlins went out and made moves. So uh, we'll talk about the moves in a sec. But ultimately, I do think that you know it. It is the Phillies could could have some fun. You know, they could be a fun run here. And again, I'm not saying it's going to go anything further than than the playoffs. But I think they're going to make the playoffs. I really do. Um, with this eight playoff teams i think they're gonna make it and uh and this offense is legit and if they can keep slugging it'll be it'll be fun if nothing else um all right uh trade deadline we talked about some of those other moves really uh what what matters most of course the phillies the nl east what happened there uh the braves noticeably quiet um you know they really needed a starting pitcher i mean as much as any contender needed anything i guess the phillies needing bullpen was right there um, but it's been Max Fried and nobody. They've been horrendous. Like everyone they've thrown in there is, and they got Josh Tomlin who you know has pitched okay, um, but is Josh Tomlin? He's been around forever. It's just a, a not someone who should be in the rotation of a playoff team. Um, but they didn't get a starter, and I think that's really could be beneficial to the Phillies. Now, on the flip side, the team that's right there with the Phillies in second place. The Miami Marlins went out and made a big deal. Uh, now, granted, they did trade away John the VR, so it almost seemed like they had their hands in, in buying and selling in a way, but they went out and got Starling Marte, who uh, might be the most talented player traded at the deadline. I mean, Starling Marte's a great, great outfielder. He's a really good player. And uh, Marlins gave him Caleb Smith, nice lefty. We know him. Um, and uh, Humberto Mejia is a legit prospect. Um, but Marte's... Uh, Marte makes the Marlins better. Phillies have seven games coming up, a seven-game series, as we know, coming up with the Marlins. That's uh, that's one to watch. Um, and I don't know how the Marlins are doing it. I really don't, especially considering, look, they came out of their hiatus, you know, scorching hot, and they were like 8-1 or 9-1 or whatever, and then have kind of played mediocre since then, but enough to stay there. Um, but they they're winning enough games, and you have to figure it's going to fade, but... 
Um, it's a really short season. We're halfway through, so you were kind of there. And the idea that um, it's September, by the way, it's September first. I mean, think about that. That's crazy. You know, we're there. It's it's if the Marlins are in sec tied for second place heading into September. I mean, come on, when does that happen? Uh, you know, not since the old days, since the World Series days uh, for the Marlins. But um, get, adding Sony Marte shows they're serious, and and they've got some young talent. I don't know how they're quite doing it, but they're doing it. Um, the Mets also made some minor moves. They went out and got Robinson Torinos, who's a nice catcher, um, and uh, Todd Frazier coming back, and a, a reliever, Miguel Castro as well. Um, but nothing super substantial there uh, for the Mets. And, and again, the Braves not making a move as notable. The Nats not making a move as notable. Um, good things. I think the Phillies uh, you know, came out of the deadline better. And again, they shouldn't have been in that situation. That's a whole different thing. We won't get into it now. Again, we already have, but um, they're better now and uh, than they were. And uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun stretch. Uh, we'll get to tonight's game in a sec. But quickly, uh, some other good news uh, from yesterday, or at least potential good news. Um, there was a report that the Phillies and JT Romito's reps had not spoken. Um, and that's not true. Uh, Matt Klintak spoke yesterday and responded to that and said, quote, unquote, that's not true. He said uh, he made it clear there's communication uh, between both sides. Uh, the negotiations uh, uh, lifted their moratorium after the COVID shutdown. They were able to talk. Um, Romito is obviously likely to test the market, but it is good to know that there at least has been a dialogue there between these two teams. And I've always contended that ultimately um, JT Romito means more to the Phillies than he does to any other team in baseball and that ultimately whether it's swallowing the pride or just dishing it out or whatever it takes money-wise i think that whatever the deal is he'll give the phillies a chance to match it and the phillies will match it uh, and i think that's ultimately what's going to happen i mean look you never know all it takes one team to get crazy and and give him some absurd deal that is just you know just not worth it no matter what but i, I don't think that happens i think that ultimately Romito is just too important to Philly for so many reasons. Again, you know, John Middleton was on the ESPN broadcast uh, out at, with the pandemic crew out uh, on Sunday night, and uh, and people were yelling, sign JT at him. I mean, he hears it. He knows it. Everyone knows it. It's a thing. Sign JT's a thing. Um, they traded Sixto for him, who, which, you know, look, it's a sunk cost. That should not be a reason you sign JT. Um, but they did, and Sixto looks awesome for the Marlins. He looks ridiculous i mean if you've seen some of the just popping around or some of the sequencing he's been doing i mean whoa his last start i think it was seven shutout innings with eight strikeouts just maybe 10 strikeouts it was something ridiculous i think it's eight but he was just nasty he's nasty you know so um the phillies are really more motive should be i would think more motivated to sign jtm real muto than any other team in the sport by a lot, and not to mention the fact that he's a major piece of their future and their freaking star player he keeps yelling, sign him. And I mean, it's just, I would be really shocked if they don't. If they don't, it'll be a real shock and a, a massive mistake and disaster. But ultimately, I think, I think Romito's back. I feel very, very confident about it. We'll see what happens, but that's that's where I'm at with it. And uh, again, if nothing else good, they had a dialogue. All right, back at it tonight. As the Phillies go for two in a row, try and start another streak. Maybe this time they can get to six. Wouldn't that be something? Big one tonight. Aaron Nola versus Patrick Corbin. 
uh, a battle of aces heading up to tomorrow uh wheeler and scherzer so we got a couple big ones coming up here nola versus corbin's a really fun matchup too corbin of course a nasty left-handed pitcher nola um has been locked in at a couple bad outings but otherwise has been just vintage 2018 nola and you know the last outing the most pitches he's thrown fourth most in his career most in a while 113 um really kind of bulldogging it through that last inning and uh it's going to be fun to see him go against this nationals lineup turner soto but ultimately a lineup and a team that's disappointed um, you really hope the Phillies can build on this because uh, if they can get on another roll here and take three or four from the Nats, I mean, that'd be big. Um, and to be above 500, wouldn't that be cool? What a novel concept that would be to be above 500. I think uh, I believe in them. I think we can make this happen, boys. Let's make it happen. Um, so it'll be a fun one, though. Nola versus Corbin um, definitely sets up to be a, a delightful pitching matchup to watch and then scherzer wheeler tomorrow so we get some fun stuff out of us um and maybe we see david phelps tonight maybe closing wouldn't that be something <laughs> if he just comes in as the closer he's never been a closer anywhere i don't think so um but little did he know he's joining the phillies bullpen all right um we'll be back tomorrow hopefully we have another win to talk about but either way we will be here so until then thank you for listening stay safe stay healthy and thank you for listening to another edition of phillies today right here on the phillies 24 7 network This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.